Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Children under the age of 16 would be able to legally change their gender under plans being discussed currently by Fine Gael. You'd think they'd nothing better to do at the moment, wouldn't you? Uh, a Fine Gael policy paper drafted for the government formation talks recommends changing laws to allow all children change their gender. And under current legislation in Ireland, only those over 18 can do so. Now, children aged between 16 and 17 can apply to the courts to have their gender changed if they have parental consent and medical approval. However, in the report drafted by Finnegan's LGBT committee, it is recommended that these children should be free to legally self-declare their own gender under the age of 18. And the committee, which includes Tisha Clea Varadkar as a member, also says laws need to be changed to allow all children under the age of 16 their gender, uh, to change their gender with parental approval. It uh, says laws should be changed to permit children under 16 years of age to secure legal recognition of gender by removing the criteria relation, uh, relating to the minimum age. And the 15-page report also recommends that the Gender Recognition Act 2015 be changed to allow for the recognition of a gender other than male or female in law. Now, that's where it starts, we're starting to get ridiculous. So we can, you can kind of make up your own gender, because I believe there's about a hundred of them. So I want to be, a, I don't know, a Xenon or something like that. And I should be legally allowed to say that. We, we get into an awful sticky situation if we started allowing that, but that's what they're recommending. It says that the current legislation allows changes of gender only from male to female, or female, uh, female to male, where a person declares in, in the female gender the sex of that person will be listed as female, and where a person declares as male gender the sex will be listed as male, it adds. Uh, the committee notes that a number of countries, including Germany, Denmark and Canada, also allow people to declare as a third gender on their official documentation which could be any one of the alleged 100 genders, which personally I don't believe in, I don't understand, I don't want to understand. I'm old-fashioned, I'm conservative. Call me old-fashioned if you want to. As far as I'm concerned, there are men and women. If you're a man and you want to be a woman, far away if you're over the age of 18. If you're a woman and you want to be a man, far away if you're over the age of 18. But if you want to be something else, I just don't get it. But maybe you do and you'd like to explain it to me. It recommends that the next government should allow people who do not consider themselves either either male or female, to be permitted to mark an X on their passport. What does that even mean? You know what I mean? An X on their passport. I mean, I've seen some of the names of some of these genders. I, I don't get it. Well, somebody's going to come on and explain it to me because I don't get it. I just don't get it. As far as I was ever concerned, you're either a man or a woman. Today, I want to know what you think of this. Now, let's not focus too much on the million and one genders that people want to identify as. Let's talk about male and female for the moment. And is 16 or under 16 too young to allow somebody to change their gender? So if somebody is 13 years of age or seven years of age, should they be allowed to legally change their gender? Whereby their passport and anything they have in their life will be recognised as the new gender. What do you think? Is that a little bit over the top? At the moment it is 18, as I said, but you can, with a court order, get 16 or 17. Uh, it's unusual. It would have to be an extreme circumstance. Let me know what you think. The number is 087 87 0 8 I'm appalled that you don't accept it. Well, why? Because I should have the same opinion as you. Let me give you an example of this, right? 
There's no scientific or medical evidence for this, okay? It's a feeling. You feel a certain way and a person feels because according to people who are learned in this kind of thing or believe they're learned, they tell me that sex and gender are two different things. I think they're intrinsically linked, to be perfectly honest with you. But anyway, they say they're two different things, that gender is a feeling and how you feel, where your sex is identified by your genitalia, etc. So if it's only a feeling and it's not scientifically proven to be anything more than a feeling, which is what we're told uh, when it comes to gender, I don't believe in God. You do believe in God, maybe, if you're listening tonight, and I respect the fact that you believe in God. But you should never demand that I believe in God. No more than I would demand that you don't believe in God. So if I don't believe that feeling exists, or if I don't believe or I don't buy into that feeling, well then, why should I be forced to have the same opinion as you? Because it is only a feeling. That's, sorry, I'm just trying to explain myself quite simply there if I can. Uh, But I am pretty sure there are people out there, um, and I've met many people who are transgender in my life, and I have no issue with that. And I would recognise their gender. I would you call them him or her if that's what they chose to be called because I would be respectful. But I think under the age of 18, I've heard so many stories of young people who changed their gender and then regretted it afterwards because there was a great documentary there recently where it was a woman who had all her life, she had felt she was a boy. She considered herself to be a tomboy. This was back you know, 30 years ago, 20, 30 years ago. And all her life, she wanted to be known as a boy's name. She said if there was a possibility at the time of gender reassignment, she would have got it. She's now a woman and happy to be a woman and knows that was just a phase in her life that she went through. So that's the danger when you go under 18, because people don't really know what they want under the age of 18. And I think just to be cautionary, we should always keep it at 18. But anyway, that's just my opinion. I would like to hear yours. Maybe it might be different. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Should somebody under the age of 16 or 18, a child, be allowed to change their gender legally? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. You can WhatsApp or text. Fern, how are you doing? Hey, Niall. How are you? Good, Fern. Am I an old fuddy-duddy conservative right-wing nut job? <laughs> no, not at all. Look, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I think that's just the point. What does it hurt? It's only the legal. They're not actually having the surgery. And just like you can change your name on your on your passport to be Mrs. Whatever, you can also change it back to your maiden name. Or... By, by deed poll, you mean? Yeah. Well, like you can always change it back. So what difference well, is it? Well, there's a, there's a bit of a difference when we're compiling CSO data, for example, or through census. You know, because we, we the way we, we work things is we have a census every, what is it, four years? Mm-hmm. And in that census, we compile how many males we have, how many females we have, how many children, how many pensioners, all that. And the reason we do that is so we can put together services for those people. So, you know, mm-hmm. hospitals for cervical checks and mammograms and all that kind of stuff. So we know how many women there is. We know how many men there are. Uh, and so we put together services. If people are identifying as whatever they want to identify as, it's not, not going to confuse all those kind of services. It's, it does not confuse our data. And apart from anything else, what about somebody, say, in 50 years' time who wants to look at their family tree and finds out their granny was, in fact, their granddad? Well, look at this way. You can see the other side, too. I mean, what about the services for those people who are transgender? What specific you've got to, you've services would you need for a transgender person? Uh, Counselling, support. There's loads of different things. At the same time, you've got to consider those people need services just as much as anyone else. And so why can't they be considered part of the census? But if you're over 18, I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, but look, there's many, look, like you were saying earlier on, if someone 
knows that they want to be referred to as a he or a she or whatever. I'm right? happy to do that if they're over 18 exactly. years of age. Yeah. E- exactly. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of people now, not to kind of paint anyone with the same brush, but there's a lot of people who knew from the young age of three or four that they were gay. Which is, again... There's a bit of a difference between being gay and transgender. That's, no, that's a huge know, jump. But when you know something about yourself, you know something you about don't. yourself. You don't. I don't think you do. You know, I was a rocker when I was 16. I changed. And I went to, I went to new, be a new romantic. I had long hair and <laughs> embroidered jeans. So we, we, we look back at pictures of ourselves. We're 15 and go, my God, look at the state. Did I really have my hair that long? So we feel different about ourselves. We don't know whether we're coming or going at 15 or 16 years of age. Yeah, but they're not... It's, look, they're not having life changing surgery. They, well, only- well that, is that not the next step? If we're allowing somebody under 18 um, to change their gender legally, surely then the, the, the next logical step to that, similar to the United States, is that we allow people, you know, for 14 or 15 years of age or 12 years of age, go on to puberty blockers. That's the next step, isn't it? Which can be irreversible. And then maybe gender reassignment by the time they're 16 years of age. Yeah, but if you think about it that way, look, at the end of the day... Um, it's, it's when they know they know. And look, if they don't just do surgery under the blink of an eye, do you know what I mean? They make sure the person is sure before they go under that knife and go through all those... Well, what do you mean they make, well, what do you mean they make sure? They don't make sure of anything. There was, a, look, there was a point over here, going back three years ago, before we brought in the gender recognition bill, where people can now self-identify, where to get gender reassignment, or sex change as it was known at the time, you had to go to like three counsellors or, you know, three psychiatrists or psychologists to, to, you know, to listen to you to make sure you were ready for it. Now you don't have to do that. Yeah, but realistically, how many people are going to make a choice like that without actually being sure? Do you know? Hmm. I think a lot of people have made that choice without being sure. I think a lot of people are sure at that time in their life. Just like when you meet a girl at 15 years of age and you think you're in love, but you're not because you don't really know what love is. And -hmm. this idea that I'm a boy, but I feel like a girl. I don't know what it feels like to be a girl. No more than and you don't know what it feels like to be a girl. I don't know what it feels like to be a man. I'm just a man. Do Does that sound confusing? No, I, I get what you're saying. In a kind of backwards way, I get what you're saying. Um, but then the same thing, the only thing that I keep thinking is, Niall, it's not hurting me. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well know? it may not hurt you directly, but these kind of decisions that we make can hurt society, I suppose. But, st- but stay there. Francis, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Francis? How are you doing, Niall? Uh, I understand the point that Fern is making. You know, uh, maybe there are people out there under the age of 18 and it can be quite damaging psychologically to them if we don't allow them or accept the fact that they're not a girl, they're a boy now or they're with Z or an X or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Yeah, I understand um, where that, that lady's coming from. But, um, you know, just looking back on studies that have been done in that, there's no follow-up on any um, transgender surveys that are done because a lot of them get lost after a couple of years. Um, America has done a few and Birmingham University did one and they found that there was no, yes, it works and no, it doesn't work. Um, they, They concluded that if somebody had have done counselling instead of going for surgery, you know, that could have worked just as well as going ahead and going on the puberty blockers. That when people get the surgery, it just, that doesn't solve the problem straight off, where a lot of them feel that it does, you know, or that it will. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't. That, you know, there's psychological issues there that it's a cosmetic procedure and it's quite... um, 
it's quite a traumatic procedure for the body and there has to be follow up uh, counselling with it. So my thinking would be if a child thinks that, uh, you know, they're transgender or feels that they're transgender, that the counselling route and not just short term, long term, to accept themselves as they are, you know, that to talk out the issues and find out why they feel the way they feel. And they could but be happy. But that all depends on the type of counselling. If the counselling is the very progressive type of counselling we have now. So little Johnny is brought, you know, to a counsellor at the age of 11 because he wants to be a girl. And the counsellor is going, that's okay, little Johnny, you can be whatever you want to be. Well, then little Johnny's going to continue to feel like that. But if the counsellor is saying, well, little Johnny, you're not a girl, you're a boy, why do you feel like a girl? Do you understand there's different types I, uh, yeah, of counselling? Under- yeah, I understand that. I understand that. But, you know, to think that, you know, when you have uh, surgery, that that's, that that's it, that's everything's done, dusted and completed, that, you know, you, you are what you want to be and all procedures and all, you know, everything's going to be hunky-dory. It just doesn't work like that. Like, at the end of the day, it is only um, a cosmetic, it is only a cosmetic procedure. You know, Which can go drastically wrong, by the way, and I've seen yeah. some of those stories. I mean, Fern, I know you're saying we're not talking about gender reassignment, but I remember there was an article written by the enemy of the transgender community, by the way, in America. He's a professor, um, McHugh, mm-hmm. or McHugh was his name, and his, the article was entitled Gender Reassignment is Not a Cure for Gender Dysphoria. And, and basically what he's saying is just because, you know, you might have a surgery it doesn't take away the feeling or the wanting to be a different person. For a lot of people, it may for some, but not for everybody. And that's why there's such probably a high suicide rate amongst the transgender community, which is very yeah, it sad. It can be very successful mm-hmm. for some people. But generally, well, when I, I won't um, say generally, but for a high proportion, it's not. It's only one very small part of it. You know, it's, if it's a feeling that you have... It's deeper than just looking like a woman. And that seems to be the first thing that people jump aboard. Mm-hmm. So, I you mean, know. Yeah, so going under the age of 18, look, at 18, you have a fair idea, although they say the brain is not mature till we're 25. But certainly at 18, you have a fair idea where you're going in life. And this yeah. would be my fear, Fern. If you go under 18, I think we're running into problems. Pardon me, I have to drink some orange juice. I'm not thinking myself the hiccups. <laughs> Fred, if we go under 18, we're certainly running into problems, I believe, long term. But it's not surgery under 18. No, it's not. But it is, as I said to you, that is the and next... And that's the lo- whole discussion. And yeah, but that is the next ask- logical... Se- if we're going to legally accept that somebody is not a boy and they're a girl or vice versa, mind you, I believe 94% of the cases are men wanting to be women, not the other way around. If we're going to legally accept that and allow them to have a passport, allow somebody to have a driver's licence, well, you wouldn't have a driver's licence under 18, but allow someone to identify legally as the opposite gender. Well, I think what you're doing is affirming it. Are, are you not affirming it? Well, and and then I, that could lead to wanting to have gender reassignment at an early age. If I could put it this way, right? At the end of the day, it is just the paperwork. And if you listen to your terminology just a minute, if we allow someone to identify as, why do you have to allow anyone to do anything? Well, you're allowing legally. You're yeah, not. You, uh, you, can, you can. If you, Vern, if you want to identify as a cat tomorrow, you can. There's nobody stopping you, but you can't legally identify as a cat. So what I I'm know, saying is, you, when, you, when I use the word allow, it's legally allowing. Yeah, but it, all the same. It's still allow someone to identify as what they feel as 
And as for the studies, I completely agree with that lady there that was on a minute ago. Counselling is an essential part of it. But as for the studies that's gone through, as you said about the feeling, how many years have we actually considered it to be a valid feeling to actually give it enough study time? Do you know what I mean? Well, I think it's, got, it's probably had a lot of study time at this stage. Uh, yeah, but realistically, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not it's not having over a long term. No, because they, what the what I have read on any of the studies, um, the Medicare and the Medicaid. Um, I think Obama did a study in 2016 or something. That mm-hmm. what ha- what happens is um, they start the studies, but they don't continue because a lot of the um, people that have gone for it. They fall off the list. They don't bother with follow-up procedures. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no positive um, results to say yes, it works or no, it, it, no definitive that it does. But what it does say is that after ten or fifteen years, the um, rate of suicide goes up. That you know, the follow-up. It's the counselling that seems to be. They're still not happy. And, I mean, if you're giving somebody um, the legal right under the age of 18 to change, you're, you're essentially saying, you know, well, if, you're, if they can legally change it, why are they not allowed to go on to puberty blockers and why are they not allowed? So you've started the process mm. before they've started puberty. Um, think, yeah, and before they started thinking the process through and yeah. talking mm. about it. Like, mm. when I was young... We were always told to accept yourself for who you are. Mm-hmm. That's not the case anymore. You can be who it's, you want to you be. You can now. be who you want to be, and but it's it has to be immediate. We all want everything as quickly as possible. I mean, do, yeah. you, do you accept I, scientifically, Fern, that you're a woman? Well, of course. But look, if I could just get back to that point there. Look, I completely agree with you there now and what you're saying with the studies, and I completely agree that counselling isn't something that people avail of, despite how much is needed. And when it comes to the suicide rate, if you look at what the suicide rate is for just, uh, I won't say normal or regular, but your standard young man, they're just as high. They're not just as high. They, well, the, the suicide rate, unfortunately, in the transgender community is much higher. Now, the but transgender still, community would, would say there is many other reasons for that, including, you know, the stigma attached to it yeah, and the way people being, being bullying, not being accepted, etc., yeah, etc. Yeah, exactly. But then if you look at that, this if you kind of take out the stigma when it comes to the bullying of it and then just kind of put the numbers down in that way, there is very similar. Um, I, I think I see the statistic there going back a while ago where it was 26 times higher than the general population, which is quite a high rate. I'll get Alina to check that in a second if she can. But I think I did read somewhere that uh, transgender suicide rate was about, I think it was 26 times higher than the general population, mm, which is really awful. sad. It is a sad, very sad fact. You it know. is awful. But I do think, to bring up to that lady's point, I do agree with her of the counselling side of things because at the end of the day, I don't think nowadays we're living in such a fast-paced world where, like she said, everything needs to be done now. We all need to look our perfect selves all of the time, now, quick fix for everything. Um, but you're, you're, you're the one looking for the quick fix. You're the one saying that, you know, if little Johnny then, at 4, 13 wants to be a girl, you're saying, yeah, go ahead, fire away, give him a quick fix there. Give him, let then, him change his birth certificate, let him change very, everything. That's very different from, like, for example, if you look at the teenage girls now who want to get ribs removed, they can have tiny waists like this Kim Kardashian. And, 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 and by the way, that's vile. 
I think that any surgeon that removes a rib for anybody for that purpose, and I know I've heard about that, should be took off the, struck off the medical council exactly. immediately. Exactly. But then look, if you look at that state of things, there's still that element of people do want everything that they want and they want it now because that's nowadays world. And yet at the same time, we've lost touch with ourselves, just like that lady was saying, in that you accept who you are or you understand who you are. And that these people are just trying to do the same thing. They're just trying to get to who they are. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're trying to find a quick fix. I mean, I, there was a story, and I mentioned they it during the year, last year there, or the year before, there was a girl, and she had a GoFundMe page. Um, and she was a lovely young lady. She was in her 20s, early 20s. And she had a GoFundMe to have her breasts removed. But she yeah. didn't want to be a man. So she just wanted to identify as non-gendered. So she mm-hmm. wanted her breasts removed, and she was had a, a GoFundMe to have her breasts removed. And at the time, I said, any surgeon who clearly, I believe, the girl had uh, needed counselling. She clearly had issues. I mean, why would you want to do that uh, unless you had issues? If you didn't want to be a man, I mean, but if, obviously she wanted to be a man. That's her own business over the age of 18. But if she didn't want to be a man, she just wants to have her breast removed because she didn't want to be gen- uh, gender identified. And I go, why would anybody want to do that? And any any doctor who would agree to take, you know, 10 grand off or whatever it was to just remove her breasts and, and stitches. I mean, to me, that doctor should be struck off. I just think that's wrong. I mean, that doctor should be saying to her, I really need, think you need to talk to somebody about your feeling and feeling like this. And can I ask where that was? I, it was in the UK. In the UK. Well, I think they, they do have a kind of different system when it comes to private healthcare and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. pretty, you know fill the pockets job. Do you know what I mean? The doctor would do what needs to be done to have the pockets filled in some cases, not all. Well, I think there, there should be, a, and I'm pretty sure there is a code of ethics when it comes to being a surgeon of any description. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't walk in and turn around to a doctor and say, I want to be a one-armed man. Can you remove the other one? Because they wouldn't do it for me. I would hope they would never do it for me. They would send me off to see a psychologist or psychiatrist as to why I want to lose one arm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, so in saying that, you know, why would you want to remove a part of a person's body you know, in that particular situation that I'm referring to this girl who didn't, mm. who wanted to be genderless. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't make it. How far, I mean, how far down the rabbit hole do we need to go, you know, in acceptance of all that without saying somebody needs help? Okay, that's understandable. I see what you're saying on that side. But what I think is, why is it always how far the rabbit hole do we need to go? It's down that, to that individual person. But it's not. I, don't, I, just, like, I don't think we have to take responsibility. We can't stand back as a society and say, let them do what they want, you know. And then mm-hmm. when there's repercussions down the line, say, oh, we should have done something. You know, we have a responsibility to to our neighbours, to our friends, to, you know, to general society. We have a responsibility as to what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And if this if people feel that this is what they this is what they want to do when they get to eighteen, fine. But I mean there has to be we're we're putting we're doing it arse over elbow if you like, you know, instead of doing the counselling and I think the counselling is something that has to continue. Well, you know, well, you don't well that just, was abolished for over eighteens uh about three years ago with the gender recognition bill. And look at how many times do we do we read that uh, the regrets that some people yes, have. Many look at times. that clinic in London that was fast tracking young young teenagers, and then a few of the doctors came out uh, or resigned because was it Tavistock or that's Tavistock, yeah, yeah, because it, it, they just didn't feel that it was it was going in the right direction. 
that it was happening too quickly and the rates shot up from, I don't know, maybe a couple of hundred a year to thousands. And just, just to correct, by the way, the information I said earlier on, okay, the University of Pittsburgh researchers analysed data from an online survey of 2020-14 to 18-year-olds to explore rates of suicidal ideation attempts in trans, by transgender teens. Uh, they found transgender adolescents had a higher rates of suicide ideation plans, attempts and attempts requiring medical care compared to uh, cisgender, uh, which are not transgender, obviously teens. They also had a higher rate of non-suicidal self-injury uh, according to the suicidal disparities between transgender and cisgender adolescents. That's in October 2019. It doesn't actually give me the rate. But look, clearly the rate is a lot higher. OK, now let me just go, if I can, to... Um, let me see. Ron, is it Ron? You're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Ron? Hey, Noel, how things? Good. Rod, I mean, at the moment, you know, if you're over 18, you can identify as male or female or whatever you want to do with yourself. Um, but under the age of 18, should you be allowed? No. No. When are you an adult, Noel? Sorry? When are you an adult? Well, you're 18. Yep. There you go. That answers your question. Yep. It's, it's simple. That's straightforward. Like, I heard the intro to your show. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, when you're born, on your birth certificate, you're male or female. You want to have a sex change? No problems. All power to you. Um, if it makes you happy, if it makes you complete in life, but only after you're 18, when you're an adult. What about the, the fact that, you know, Vern makes a point that well, there are younger people who have, you know, and, and we read out that research there a second ago, which, you know, ha- high suicide rates are obviously having psychological problems because they're under the age of 18, but they feel like the opposite gender and they want that to be recognised by the state. That's, look, that's, the high suicide rate is horrific. I think topics um, like this need to be discussed more openly. Um, the counselling aspect that Francis was talking about as well it needs to be used uh, more stringently if someone comes to someone to say look this is what I feel and then by all means get them through counselling but I still don't feel that they're mature enough I, I don't even think at 18 that you're mature enough to make a decision like that but 18 at the moment is the legal age to do it so mm-hmm. you have to stick you have to stick with that age I, and that's not me belittling what someone might think they feel, what someone... I just think 18 is... You're an adult, and that's obvious. Mm-hmm. I think... I, I think there's a lot of stuff... When you say there's a high suicide rate with with minors, I think it's because they don't openly talk about it. I think they're afraid to talk about it for the acceptance for what they feel they are. I feel if they, they discuss it more, if they talk, go talk to their parents, if they go get counselling, it will be able to manage them through. And as, as your callers have said, some people have come out the other side saying, well, okay, this was just a phase. This is not what I actually Well, it, well I mean, you know, it was, in, in fair and in my day, there was a phase. There was effeminate men uh, who were called camp at the time. Uh, there was butch women who were called tomboys. Um, and most of those women, I know one particular girl who was absolutely a tomboy. I mean, she played GAA and soccer with the lads and everything else, and she did everything that the lads normally would have done stereotypically in those days back 20, 30 years ago. And now she's a fine married woman with four kids. So, and quite happy to be a woman. It was just a phase. I mean, Ron makes a point. If we start allowing phases that people go through in life to become, you know, something that we legally recognise, I think we're heading down a very dangerous road. America had done this, and it's a huge problem in America with people. I mean, we're almost encouraging people to identify as something different to what they actually are. Well, I wouldn't say encouraging, but it's just that encouragement of freedom. Look, Obviously, I'm not transgender. I'm not anything like that. I'm married with two kids. I, look, I I can't say speak for them. I would be very fascinated to listen to a trans, transgender person to hear what they think about it and to hear their side of it because I'm always interested to learn more. 
But, but, you, but, you, do, but you don't have total freedom. Sorry, Ron. Fern, you don't have total freedom. You're saying that we all have freedom. We don't. You know, I'm a man. I'm restricted by the fact that I am a man. I don't have breasts. I can't produce milk and feed a baby. I'm not 72 or I'm not 21. I can't identify as either of them because I'm 56. I'm not black. I'm not Indian. I'm not Pakistani. I'm Irish and I'm white. And I can't identify as any of those things. So we are confined by the restraints of science, race, colour, creed, age and sex. So we are confined. Mm-hmm. We don't have total freedom. Sorry, Ron, you want to say something to Fern? I, I just, I just, no, Fern, you don't have to answer you. How old are your children? Like if one of them came to you at the age of 12, 13 and wanted to do this, would you be openly willing allow them to do it or would you as a parent sit down have a conversation with them get them counselling and try and get them to a mature enough age where they could you feel they would make a responsible decision right with my children now I have a thing where counselling in my opinion is very very important I think it should okay. be a mandatory thing yearly if possible for everybody no matter what because I think there's a lot of repressed feelings in everyone um, but as well as that was my girl I know that if they had the option to just change things on documents, which may be changed back, if that's what they felt like they needed to do, I would allow them to do that. But if it was anything permanent, like surgery, that's different math, in which case I would make them wait until they were older. But in saying that, I can understand the frustration of someone who's really, really thoroughly feels that that's something that they really, in their heart of hearts, know that they want to do, and are told no. It's, you can only imagine what that would feel like. I, I can, but but it's the responsibility of the person or the parent, like to say to the person, as a parent, we tell our children no all the time. Mm-hmm. Is 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 there a bell factor of that? The fact that they're just going to go out and do it, or is that something that they actually want to do? If I tell my children no, because my children are, are, are children, like they're proper children, they cry. Do I give in mm-hmm. to them just because I say no? No, I don't. I I talk to them. I make them understand why I said no. And then we move on. Well, I do the exact same thing. I do the exact same thing with my girl. It's not about saying saying no, because I'm your parents and I'm saying you're not allowed to. Now, when it comes to something permanent, like like the surgeries, then that's that's a different story altogether. That's something they should wait until they're older for. But we're not discussing surgeries. Well, for even the practicalities of what you're suggesting of having to go down the legal route of changing documentation and then if they decide that they're not what they want, changing it back again. again. You, you know, even the practicalities... From of a societal point of like view, yes. That, yeah. You know, travelling from one country to another country and then first you're identifying as, you know, you're female, you're male, you're female. You know, just even the amount of time, the amount of stress of having to do something like that um, an added pressure mm-hmm. on it, but even you know, I can only f- feel. I even know going in to get a birth cert or a death cert, the the amount of paperwork and the hassle that it is. I just think the practicalities of people changing documentation because they, f- you know, because they feel like it. I mean, where where do we? We have to have some boundaries. Mm-hmm. For society, you know, we nobody is saying that no, you can't. But you have, you can't just make um, a, a choice and feel like the, the things that I have wanted to do and felt that you know, probably I wanted to ring Childline because I wasn't allowed to do it, and it was so trivial. I'm not trivialising this, but I'm just saying to me at the time, it's all relevant to your life. Mm-hmm. And you know, there there were decisions that I 
wanted to make and probably would have made had I been let. And, mm-hmm. you know, the consequences of doing something um, without proper guidance and without proper counselling, as we're saying, without proper recognition of the consequences of what we're doing long term, you know, is just, it's just too big. To say, and I, right? and I, I, I couldn't not disagree. I mean, Fern, did you watch the Louis Thoreau documentary? Um, and it was about children who were transgendering. Did you? I'm did, afraid I didn't know. Okay, well, it's about six years, five or six years ago now. Uh, you should watch it. It's probably on YouTube or Netflix or something like that. But anyway, um, and I actually do really like Louis Thoreau. I think he's very honest in the way he reports things. But there were some really peculiar situations. You had a young child who um, said he wanted to be a girl. Within three days, his mother had him down to the local mall buying princess dresses and going to school in a princess dress. I mean, he was only seven or eight years of age. Uh, You had another boy um, who wanted to be a girl uh, because his mother wanted him to be a girl. But when he was with his father, his mother and father were separated. He was a boy when he was with his father, but a girl when he was with his mother. And Louis Thoreau, uh, you know, in his innocence, interviews these kids kind of in a very quiet, psychological way, he interviews them and just asks them questions. And he said that he is a boy. He said, I know it makes my mother happy if I'm a girl. And when we look at, you know, across you know, the stats in relation to this, a lot of transgender couples have transgender children. Why do yes. you think that is? Well, then that's just it. I can't exactly be a fly on the wall in every house. You know I'm not I mean? saying all of, but I'm just saying a lot. We've seen a lot of situations where very... There was a couple last year in England, a transgender couple, that had a, a nine-month-old or a 12-month-old baby, and they were claiming the baby was transgender. And I'm going, how do you even know that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There's ridiculousness. You know what I mean? Or non-binary cha- babies. We had a woman on here from Florida last year. We interviewed her, and she had three children. She had two, two wives, I think, or something, or one husband who was transgender and a wife. There was three of them in the in, in the, the relationship. And she had three children, and all three of them were either non-gendered or transgender. And I'm going, that's a messed up family. There's, <laughs> there's something wrong. I, I, know, I know it sounds funny, but there's real human... Those children are real human beings who have a whole life ahead of them. And yeah. I, I believe there's a massive influence by parents who may be transgender to tell children at the age of five or six, you can be a girl if you want to, and putting that thought into their head. That's like mm-hmm. my father telling me, if you want to be Superman, you can. I'm absolutely, go and get me the cape, Dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but you can't. Like, if I had gone to my dad, you know, and said, you know, I want to be, you know, the Hulk, he, you see, he, he wouldn't have gone out and painted me green and got me steroids. <laughs> do, do you understand what I'm saying? I think at some point, you have, your parent, as Ron rightly says, and you have, you have a, you know, you have a moral obligation to your children to guide them as best you can in the gender they are. And if by the time they get to, you know, 16 or 17 or 18, 19, you feel genuinely that, look, they genuinely, that's what they feel, that's what they want to do, absolutely support them. But I think as children, I think it's really a dangerous game to be playing. But that's exactly what I was saying. I had agreed with the other people there now, the fact that counselling is vitally important. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's vitally important to have counselling on these things. And at the end of the day, it's down to each individual child, each indi- individual family. And it's not like you're going out and getting them the snip straight away. Do you know what I mean? It's And as for the paperwork site, yes, I agree with this. this I'm sorry, this other lady. I, I can't remember. Francis, Francis, Francis. Francis. Thanks. Sorry, Francis. Um, okay. um, I agree with you in the state that, yeah, there is an awful lot of paperwork. But then doesn't that initiate that if it was so easy as a flick of a switch? Anybody could just do it, then go back again. If something's difficult, you're not going to make the decision lightly. 
Well, I do, I see. I don't agree. I don't agree with you in that. Um, I just think that. I just think we, as children, are influenced by our our parents and our peers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can take it that the majority of um, children, if they're born female, that's the way they they graduate, or you know, towards everything feminine. Mm-hmm. And boys, male. That's just that's kind of the way things are. I mean, your sex is assigned to your conception, if you like, and that's mm-hmm. just the way. That's just the well, way. I know, well, I well, I know, Francis, that people who are transgender or that community will tell you that sex and gender are not linked. I believe that they're intrinsically linked. I mean, I, I don't see how people can say that they're not linked. Maybe I'm wrong. But I believe well, they're intrinsically yeah. linked. I, I think there, there is there is a link there. Of course. I mean, why then is it that um, either transgender male or female take on the characteristics of either a male or a female if that's not the case? That's a question so I've asked for years. And nobody can ever, I never, no one ever answered that question for me. I've been asking for years. Well, stay you there know. a second. Let me go to Joan as well. Joan, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joan? Well, things are bad enough at the moment. People are losing, I think, their marbles at the moment. They're losing their faith and now they're losing their gender. Did you ever hear such a load of rubbish in all your life? You're born. Well, it's not, well, it's not rubbish for somebody who feels that way, Joan. Now, hang on a minute now. You are born sexually as a human being. You're not born with no sex. Do you understand? Well, You're a well man. some people are. A very small minority of people are, actually. No. Intersex no. people. The makeup of a person, they're either built to be a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. There's not a third. Anybody tell me what's the third way, what your whole body has to look well, like. Well, okay, just to third. clarify from a scientific point of view, there are some people, very rarely born intersex. I know, I'm sure you've heard of that, John, where they're born both male and female genitalia. But uh, usually, uh, in those cases, they're born <clears throat> with male or female um, I suppose, uh, for example, they may have um, uh, testicles or they may have uh, fallopian tubes or a womb. Well, so then the doctor will just, they, yeah, okay, the doctor will decide which gender they should be yeah. and the surgery will be performed at a young age. Now, if someone who can't define the gender, it's sheer, ordinary medical help they need. Not an ex to say, I don't know, for parents to talk about it and the father disagrees with the mother and at the moment for Leo to present this when all that age group are wondering are they going to university they're now going to ponder and they're going to have what does he want them to have a talking point for the rest of the summer as this awful illness goes on does he want them to start putting more puzzles into their head and say god am I a boy or a girl, a man or a woman. There are only two sexual genders born from the man above, male, female. And there is no third party. If they want to make one up, they can. But Niall... So how do you feel, Joan, about a man who wants to be a woman or a woman who wants to be a man? Let him. Let him be a woman. It's great fun. But stop changing bags. You go into the manager one day and you get your loan and the next thing you go in the same man as a woman. Where are we going to be, Niall? In the name of goodness. Well, 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 it is happening. Some people do change their gender, Joan. Yeah, and I'll tell you something. It's a very sad thing to look at. Can, I, we ask, have... well, can I ask you a question, Joan? So if a, if a yeah. woman or a man... <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting confused now. If a, if a woman comes to you and says, you know, my name is Julia, and... <clears throat> pardon me, you knew that person before as John. 
Yeah. Would you, would you accept that? Sure, I know by looking at them. There's a person that goes down Dundalk in the street dressed with high heel shoes. Most, God love the poor person. Anybody who comes near the town, they say, is that poor person okay? They're not. Right. Is it fair to have somebody who's mixed up in their head looking exactly that way because it's a medical problem they have? But they don't, yeah, but they don't see it as a problem. They, that's they, why. Whether that's you, why. you yeah. do, obviously. Okay, that's fair enough. No, that's no, your, that's no, your no, opinion. No. But, but I mean, I mean, they don't see it as a problem. They just want to be the other gender. But, but this, this can be a novelty. What did I tell you? All I, don't parents, think it, I don't think it's a novelty to them, but go on. But they don't know what it is. All parents love their children and know their children. And say my two children were only 14 or 15 or 16 at the moment. And one came and he's wearing guys' clothes, his pals, and there's no other problem. He's kicking football and he says, Do you know what? I think I might be a woman. And the first thing you'd say, yeah, go ahead, sure, go ahead. Now, could we ever get real? Could we ever stop this makeup? And if that is all that uh, Varad Carr, I don't want him in the next government because we'll all be, we'll be fruitful. We'll be okay, fruitful. well, in fairness, fair, now, in, in fairness, you know, Joan is in, uh, you know, I suppose a very traditional person and conservative mm-hmm. views. There are people who just believe it like that. Just get over yourself. You're a man. You're a woman. That's it. That's what you're born. That's what you stay. Whether you but like you it or not. You may be gay or lesbian. That's okay, Niall. And you act gay well, or I'm, lesbian. But in between, be nothing. Not sure who you are. Changing your passport every year. Well, well let, okay. Let, let's be clear. Sex and sexuality are two different things. But sorry, yeah, sorry. Fair, and do you accept that, that people just don't buy into it at all? Well, yeah. Right? Everyone's entitled their, to their opinion. But look, at the same time, it's not like you just blink an eye and decide. You can't be kicking a football around one day and then just decide, hey, I'm going to be a woman now. Exactly. I think people have a bit more thought into it than that. Good heavens. It's unbelievable. And I do believe there's a link between the two, Nile. The whole thing is ridiculous. You're either a baby boy born when they tell, uh, you know... And as far as you're wife, concerned, if, you, if, if that little boy is born with a penis, he's a boy for the rest of his life, as far as you're yes, concerned. Yes, and if... Through medical, in in uh, you know, going to get uh, checked out, that it's not a mental problem, that it's a straightforward question, that he wants to change his sex, okay, but not at 16. We're reading today in our papers where they made rumpuses all over, um, you know, our cities and that, and young people. Would we ever grow up and think that children of 16 have not grown up, but if they have a problem at 14, have it medically checked out. Medically checked but out. But I don't, when, I, when it comes to gender, obviously sexuality is one thing, but when it comes to gender, um, you know, the idea is that if there's nothing, you can't actually prove it. It's just a feeling that somebody has, and that's the way they feel, and gender is how you feel. Uh, Ryan, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Ryan? Hi, how are you? I do apologise, Ryan. I had a drink earlier on and I went down the wrong tube. <laughs> have you ever done that? You know when you have a drink and it goes down the wrong tube? Yeah, and it nearly felt like I was drowning. And ever since then, <laughs> I just keep coughing all the time. Sorry, Ryan, go ahead. Um, yeah, so kind of, uh, my thoughts on it, and you know, fair enough, I, I, I might not be the most educated on all of this and everything, but I've had a little bit of experience with kind of people I know and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I really wonder how much of, of this kind of gender identity issues, comes under a, a, an even bigger umbrella of just identity crisis in general. I I really see kind of the younger, the, is it Generation Z at the moment? I, I, I feel like they're, they're all, or not all, obviously, there's lots of people having a real identity crisis 
they're just not knowing where they fit into the world at the moment. They're not knowing who they are. Do you think that's always be. been there or is that something more recent since we maybe started talking about it? Because when I was in school and I'm 56, I don't remember people wanting to be girls or wanting to be boys or wanting to be a Z or wanting to be a, a Z yeah, or an no, E or... I don't either. I mean, I'm, I'm technically just about considered a millennial. I was born in, in the 80s, like, but I, I don't remember any of that either. So is and it because we're talking I, about it? We're putting the, are we putting the idea into their head by talking about it? Maybe. I mean, it, being more open and about it, you know, it, it might kind of, I suppose, encourage it. But I, I, I genuinely, genuinely feel it's, it's a whole identity crisis in general, and it goes kind of beyond sexuality. There's people there who, you know, they're, they're going to more and more extremes to try and find a place in the world. And, you know, it, it kind of stretches beyond that. And I, I really do think it's, in not all cases, and by all means, you know, like a lot of the, the ladies were saying there, go to counselling and get assessments and everything. And, and if it's something that people really, really want to conform to, by all means, let them do it. It doesn't do anyone any real harm. But, like, I, I think there's a, a huge kind of mental health crisis here that forms part of this, you know? Well, see, we, 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 that was the case, and then all of a sudden it was removed from the DSM, which is the, the medical um, journal or book that has all medical or uh, mental health issues in it, and it's not regarded as a mental health problem anymore. It's regarded yeah. as something that's quite normal to feel like that if, if that's what you want. So, in other words, we did accept that there was uh, it was called gender dysphoria, which was a mental condition, a mental health condition, mm. Uh, whereby you would go to a counsellor, you would talk to a counsellor about it and see how you felt, and they would talk to you and hopefully come up with some sort of plan. Whereas now you don't have to do that anymore because it's not considered to be a mental health problem anymore. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not sure why we've gone away from that. I don't know if you have any research there or your research. Well, I think the reason we removed it from that was political correctness, really, wasn't it? More than anything else. Yeah, that's as, far as, as far as I can tell, that's, that's what's happened. It's been a bit, you know, yeah. being politically correct. But that's, that's not well, I mean, there, there has been some bizarre cases around the world. We had a woman in Sweden last year, in the High Court in Sweden last year, who wanted to be recognised as a feline. You know, so that's how bizarre some of the cases have got. Yeah. Hang on, Joan. Yeah. Sorry, Joan, you want to say something, Joan? Yeah, before we all go mad altogether, this is a funny time in the world at the moment. And it's a very, very funny time for Leo to be talking about that, but not surprising. Right. Now, someone who can't define their gender. Okay, you go for a job. Um, male, female, job, I don't know, don't know what I am. Oh, you were born. Sexually, we are born a man, yeah. Uh, sexually, we are born a woman, yeah. I, well, I think, I, think or, as a, I think as an adult, somebody would have a fair idea. I don't, I don't think... Yeah, you, of course you know, they should yeah. have a fair idea when they're asked. And then they begin to say, I better find out if I'm a man or a woman. Well, do you ever get real, Nice. Everybody gets real. Man, woman, comes with masculine, feminine... Well, no, there, there, is, there, is feminine, there is feminine men and there is also masculine women. Well, she can say that again, but sometimes it's fun way. This is reality. This is going to the future knowing that half the world, by the way, women years ago, they were 52% of world population. There were more women in the world than men. So now we have 52%, let's say, women and the others, men. And who are the others? They, well, they don't know. Did they ever look at themselves? No, they don't know. No, they can't define it. Nile, it seems to be a whole new mental problem. Okay, and I, I, I know, I just before I go, sir, because I'm running out of time, because fair enough, I just want to ask you one final question, and I'll say mm-hmm. this to Ryan as well. If we go down this road and allow, 
okay, I know you don't want to look the word allow, legally <laughs> people to reassign themselves under the age of 18. What happens in sports, in schools? We've seen the big problem that's happened on the campuses in America where you've got women, be, or men who are now women, beating all the female records, which is completely unfair on women who, you know, by the very nature of the fact that they're women, um, they wouldn't be as muscular, they wouldn't have the same uh, leg strength, so they would be beaten in in weightlifting and running. I mean, men hold all the records in all those sports, but women obviously hold the records in their own gender in those sports. So Mm -hmm. those women are being trashed by transgenders. Do we really want to go down that route in schools as well, where you've got boys in girls' locker rooms, you've got boys on women's football teams, you know, boys doing competing in women's sports and beating them all? Well, I must sound like some new age fool on this one, but all I've got to say is that can't really be assessed properly because women's sports aren't respected the same way that men's are. Okay, that's a whole, anyway. that's a whole different topic. Yeah, sorry, Ryan, go ahead. I think it creates huge issues there. I mean, it's, it's, it's a massive obstacle to overcome. And, like, you know, you, it's not just about records or whatever. I mean, there are obviously physical differences between men and women, you know, in, in terms of sex and DNA. But, like, I mean, what about changing rooms? You know, there's so well, many well, there was a case there. last year in the UK where a young boy, uh, uh, thankfully the court refused him the right at the age of 14 because he identified as a girl to use the, the, the girls' changing rooms. Sally, you're on the line. How are you doing, Sally? Now, Sa- Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Sally, I mean, you have a son who's transitioning. Yes. Um, and can I ask you first, how, would it be okay to ask how old he is? I don't want you to identify him if you don't want to, so that's, that's fine. If you want to change the age slightly, you can or whatever. Uh, He's 24. Oh, he's 24 years of age. Okay, so yeah. he's, he's an adult. All right. Okay. He's an adult, yeah. Okay. Well, well, I was just listening earlier on, and I mean, I'm, I always listen to your show, Nile. I absolutely love it. And my blood was boiling at some of those comments coming in like that. Okay. Well, see, you have to, you have to, I suppose, we all have to respect each other's opinions. And some people, particularly older people, have very conservative views. For example, Joan believes if you're a boy, you're a boy. If you're a girl, you're a girl. And that's the end of it as far as she's concerned. But I think most people will accept when you're 18, you can make those decisions in life. But under the age of 18 is where there's a concern where people don't really know themselves. You might think you know yourself. But you may yes. not. 24, of course, is fine. He knows exactly what he wants at 24 years of age. Uh, but but in say. Sorry. It has been ongoing since, like, you know, 16 or 17. And I suppose I, I was holding out to see. And after he was 18, I mean, you know, I know that now, but it's... And when did you get the first inkling that something was awry? Um, about, I'd say, 14 or... Well, inkling, he always dressed as male. Yeah. Even as a child, he was, you know, in tracksuits and... Uh, he, he, he has, like, presented as masculine most of us. Of his life to me. Okay, I, so I'm confused now. So, okay, so your son obviously was born female. Female, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. So, sorry, I was a bit confused. I thought it was the opposite way around. I no, do apologize. No. Okay, so he, no. your son was born female and yeah. always, I suppose in the old days, we would have just said that was tomboy. Uh, you a know, tomboy, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what people would be referred to. And by the way, many women would have been tomboyish when they were young, I suppose, did all the stereotypical male things like play GAA and did all the things that men do normally in those days and women didn't do and played with, you know, Tonka toys yeah. instead, of to- yeah. instead of dollies. Uh, but you knew there was something a bit different and that was continuing on and it, it wasn't... Was continuing on, yeah. yeah. It wasn't just and, a phase. Um, he went to his his dad's in a tuxedo in school. Okay. And <laughs> so, did, did, he, did he date boys or girls? Uh, he dated about two boys, that's it. Okay. And it was girls then after that. Okay. 
So I suppose I thought he was gay then. Okay. And uh, and at what, po- at what point obvious. did he actually say to you, "I want to be a man"? It it didn't come out in one, you know, it didn't come out in one sentence. It was over a period of time, and he was very unhappy in himself, and I knew he was unhappy in himself. And his teacher at school spotted it that he wasn't happy, and he told me he told me one night then that he felt he was male, and he wanted to investigate that route. See, I think in society it's a lot easier for a woman who wants to be a man than a man that wants to be a woman because women get away with wearing men's clothes anyway. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the other way around, if it's a guy that wants to be a girl, well, obviously he might want to wear dresses to feel like a woman. Um, yeah. And I suppose it's a bit more difficult to hide. True, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, what do you think of the idea of people being able to legally declare themselves as the opposite gender or indeed an X if they don't want to refer to themselves as a gender at all well, uh, be under, the, under case, the age of 18 under the age of 18 or under the age of 18 that would be questionable I suppose really I mean I'm dealing with an adult here now and I'm more than happy you know to be, it's he to me now <laughs> we've had our counselling and I've been advised you know to uh, change the she to he and it's your child, really. It's your child, you know, at the end of the day, be they male or female, your love doesn't change for them. So now, so, are you, so you've lost a daughter but gained a son? Is, is yeah. that the way you look at yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But he is so, he's so much happier, is my point. Oh, yeah. And, but I, I did talk to a woman before in a similar situation to yourself, only the opposite way around. And yeah. she had said to us at the time that she felt it was like a bereavement in some way. Um, that it upset her because she felt she had lost her little boy, uh, who is now a little girl. But she was she loved her little girl now just as much as she she did yeah. her boy. Yeah. But she she felt there was a bit like a bereavement, almost. Uh, th- 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 you no. never felt that, no. No, okay. no, I haven't because he's he's so happy. He had been unhappy for a while, and okay. I was quite worried about him. Okay, and like the moment it all started, uh, he's just so happy now, happy go lucky, and. You know, I, I can't describe it anymore. I don't feel I've lost. You know, it, he's still my child, yeah. and I love him the same as I, you know, the same as I did when he was a girl. Shall we say? Did did <laughs> it did, did it confusing us? I know, I know, I know. It confused too. me actually because it was my son transitioning son, but I seen that on my screen, so it confused me at the very start too. But I mean, yeah. was that hard for you to get used to using the right nouns constantly all the time? Initially, it was. Like you'd make yeah. mistakes, obviously, initially. Yeah, yeah, initially. But now it's just, he has transitioned, he's on his testosterone, he's getting his moustache, and uh, mm-hmm. he's very happy. And I'm very happy for him. So. And is it an exciting time for you as a parent as well? It's very exciting, yeah, it is. Well, you're, well, you're happier to see him happier, and that's all you want yeah, is his happiness. exactly, exactly. And, you know, at the end of the day, what I say, it's, it's, his, it's his life, mm-hmm. you know, and I have no doubt that... Uh, it's not a mental condition. I have no doubt that he's he's male. And when 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 you that inkling happened first in those very early days, when he was a she, um, at the ver- at the very start, uh, and I know for him that wouldn't be something that he would accept now, right? But when he yeah. was a she. I mean, if we had legislation which allowed this, the next not logical step would be to allow surgery at a younger age or to allow puberty blockers at least at an early age. How would yeah. you have felt about puberty blockers? 
say, particularly it works the opposite way around a lot better than it does from uh, female to male rather than male to female. Right. But uh, how would you have felt, you know, about somebody saying to you, well, look, if you pop these tablets or are given these tablets at the age of 11, they won't reach puberty, so it makes it easier for surgery later in life. How would you have felt no, at that age? I wouldn't have been happy with that. I wouldn't have been happy with that. I think, I think it's, a, it's a process. And uh, it's too young, really, in my opinion. It's mm. too young. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally believe it is too young. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's concerning because I think as children, and, and I'm sure you thought this too at the time, you're thinking, you know, well, maybe the, they'll change their mind again in yeah. a year's time. Or yeah. You, yeah. I, I suppose once they get to an adulthood at 18, well, that's it. The mind's been made up. They know exactly what they want in yeah. life. Yeah. And that's right. But I mean, before that point, I think I think we head down a very dodgy path. Yes, yes. You know. Well, yes. look, good luck to I you and, and and your son, and I and I wish your son continued happiness, and I and I hope he finds happiness. Thanks uh, very much, Matt. All right, Sally. All right. Okay. See you then. Thank bye, you. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. Classic hits.